something that that we have to get into because there is fact yep that's why I brought this Kenneth Hagin said that there was a move of God that would be lost from the Holy Spirit in this generation Jesus would not come back because we know he's coming back soon it's getting pretty obvious very, very obvious. I never thought I'd be alive at that time. Like this. Woo! This, because it would be lost and even delayed the coming of the Lord uh, of a great awakening and a revival because of the lack of singing in the spirit, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And see, this is something we can do at home. And tongues, we've all got to learn to pray in the spirit all the time. I mean, I've had people every single time I've brought it up. People have left here because this town kind of puts it down. And there's, there's a lot of teaching out there. But I'll tell you what, I've been doing this for 28 years and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going until this town learns that is the Holy Ghost is one of the most important people that you, honestly, you won't even go up in the rapture without being spirit-filled. I heard Kenneth Hagin say that and Kenneth Copeland. So the, the, because being spirit-filled gives you that total fullness. There's other raptures that will come later, but there's a point of tribulation that some would have to go through. You know, 
that's how I even got the Holy Ghost in the first place. In the bath, you know that I sang. I was singing in tongues. But see, and I know now what it was, though. It was such a hunger for God. I was so hungry for God. I was already almost 40 years old. My birthday was going to come up in 1980. And this was in 1970 where I'm three weeks before Christmas. And um, uh, the, I wanted him so bad. And then that's what happened. And I had no idea. I'd never even heard that such a thing existed. People go, what's that? That's so we don't know what we're saying. <laughs> Today, the Lord told me, and I had several sermons. And he says, you, you tell them the priceless value of speaking in tongues. There's a priceless value to it. Because I have had, I remember someone from another church, and it was probably a satellite church but they came and they were coming and coming and every time I go out the door it was a young man in his 30s and he, he'd always say wow your teaching is so I've never heard teaching like that I really like it I really like it finally I got to the point where I started teaching about the Holy Ghost and and even had people in the service praying in tongues <laughs> and in that way and um Okay, came back two more times and left and said, why? <laughs> Someone advised him. This is real. And it's part of the book of Acts. And we're to complete the book of Acts. You can't come against the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is extremely important. He's, 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 he's the spirit of the Father and the spirit of the Son. And he's come to, you know how the disciples walked with Jesus? Well, that's who it is. It's the spirit of Jesus and it's the spirit of the Father. The Father told Jesus everything to say. And that was, then that spirit is in the Holy Spirit who came to live in us. And see, we get born again, and he does commend. But he came in to prepare your wineskin to, to get the fullness of the Holy Ghost, which it, if you look in Acts, it said it came upon them and flooded them. And why was the reason? Power. The power to be bold, the power to, to walk, uh, to, to witness, the power. The more you pray in tongues, the more powerful you get and we need to get it you're all going to be part of the revival you'll be laying hands on people you'll be raising the dead all these things but you won't if this and see there was a move i wrote that kenneth hagan said a move of the holy spirit that will be lost by this generation and even delayed the coming of the lord gushers of the anointing of the holy spirit it's good for what yeah. ails you. <laughs> it's good for everything that ails you. And it's a refreshing of holy oil. Holy oil, right? You know, it, you, okay, sure. Well, those people are out of their mind. Uh-huh, exactly. We need to get out of our mind and get right into the spirit. We need to get in the spirit. <laughs> 
That's the truth. Why is all this mind teaching on, on from Nancy Dufresne? It's constant. It's all she's talking about for four months. The mind, the mind. We do not operate by the mind. We operate by the spirit. And too many people are reasoning everything. Your soul has to be renewed by the word of God. It has to be. It has to be. So what, what else? You see, uh, okay, so actually, well, you can be seated for a second. Whoa, see, this, this, okay. Ephesians 5, 14 through 19. Could you put that up there, please? I didn't expect it. I was going to put a little bit of this at the end of my whole sermon. <laughs> Am I supposed to be taking the tithes and offering? And I left all my tithes and offering notes at home, but that's okay. I'm not you know, I thought I had in this notebook, there will be a new breed, and I have two of these fat notebooks. Do you have it? Me either, and I think I left it at home today. And I thought it was in here. Wait, I might. I got it. I found it. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Because <laughs> when I even heard that or read that, and it was given way back in 75, and it has not yet come to pass, Ephesians 5, 14 through 19, and it says, Wherefore, it says, Awake, and this is to the church. This is written to the church. Awake, thou that sleepest. You sit in church, sleep. Coming late isn't right either. <laughs> We're here to get our spirits ready to do the, to, to just what you did. We wouldn't have sang in the spirit had you not been in the spirit yourself. <laughs> It's important. Well, other churches don't do that. Yeah, you sing some hymns. It don't mean a hill of the beans to you. When out of the, see, and I, that's what I got away from was that religion thing. And you can have born-again churches and still be in religion because you're coming from the mind and not the intellect. And I'm sorry, but I'm, well, I'm being led by the Holy Ghost to say this. <laughs> What, what was I going to say? I was going to say something more about that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I know. But anyway, you you come from your, oh, that scripture, when I left where I left from the denomination for 40 years, I, I kept getting, and I think I was born again right before that, and I probably was, I was always giving my heart to the Lord. And, um, I, I would just look around and I thought, I saw that scripture that I start reading the Bible and I went, oh, this is exactly what it is. Their lips praise me, but their hearts are far from me. Their hearts are far from me. This is a heart thing. I love God with my heart. I can't help it with all my heart. Hunger, then you're hungry for him. This isn't just play acting and being this and that. And we see the reason him. I better raise my hands because somebody might be looking. No, I mean it when I do it. As I kind of get expressive when I, some people are, I can't help it. It goes, it's like break every stronghold, 
get the, you know, <laughs> the power because you get into it from your heart and you want it. But they're, yeah, they're, their lips are fakey, fakey, praying, you know, singing to me, but their hearts are far from me. God wants, and, and you can sit there too and not be expressive, and maybe your heart's better than somebody who is being expressive. I'm not talking that. It's just me. That's just my personality. Kind of, you don't have to be that way. I'm not saying that. Now, see, that would be a religious thing again. You have to do this. You have to do that. No. There's no more law, but your heart has to be for God. When your heart's hungry for God, that you want more. You want more. You want more. But I can tell you I've lost a lot of people by talking about the Holy Ghost, and I don't care. I'm still going to do it. Keep going. <laughs> oh. Well, it's in a lot of places. That's okay, because I got a lot here. Anyway, I wanted to complete this, too. Wake. See, this is to the sleep. Awake, thou that sleepest. Rise from the dead, and Christ shall give you life. Well, this is such a small church. See, that's an indication that this church isn't very good. Uh -uh. We've been taught that every person in here is, has fruit. <laughs> Not taught. Big preachers associated with Kenneth Copeland, who they call on the phone all the time, I'm talking. Come in here. And I've said that, every single one of them. And that they can preach here. They said they go to some churches and it's so dead that they can't, they can't, it, there's something coming against them, darkness. Because there's no pull on them. You pull it out of somebody. Okay, so, awake church, thou that sleepest, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. I was going to say something, then the next verse, but before you go ahead and put the next one up, the, uh, I'm really glad, Kenneth Copeland, I wasn't able to attend because of other things. And, okay, <laughs> anyway, but I, next year I'm going to try real hard. But, and I also want to support him. Okay, so when someone like that comes into the territory, it actually does something in the heavenlies and it pushes back the darkness. So that's what we need. And those are the kind of speakers we have that are associated with them. They're all associated with them. <laughs> okay, see then you walk circumspectly, and it means carefully. Watch what you're doing. Not as a fool. Put it, get it out of the Amplified. That one. <laughs> it's expressive, yeah. Look carefully, then, how you walk. Purposefully and worthily and accurately. Those aren't just words. They're telling us what to do. It's a correction. Not as the unwise and the witless, <laughs> but as wise, sensible. You know what? The word witless there actually means stupid. Because <laughs> I looked it up. It's in my Bible. I wrote it in my Bible. But as wise, sensible, intelligent people. 
You don't have to be a cornflake to be a <laughs> to be a spirit-filled Christian either. Don't. I mean, just like we were in prison ministry way back in the 80s and for seven years. And sometimes, you know, the guys, the, the, the guards would, this was, I'm on a correctional center, the guards would, um, would escort us there, of course, and check us out. After a while, they didn't even check us out. But, um, but this one guy came, he was new. And so as we're walking, and we had to go outside to go from one place to the other, and as we were walking, he goes, and I was going, oh, come on, they don't understand what you're doing. Don't do that. Don't. What are you showing? I mean, they, they, then they think we're, they won't listen. Do you understand what I mean? You can go too far. Your motive for that may be wrong. You might be showing off. Showing off for what? They don't even know what you're doing. And it pushes you. Sometimes it pushes We've see what I'm be reasonable, be sensible. What you say and what you don't say to people as to where they're at. <laughs> okay, I'm just telling you that because I saw, uh, anyway, keep going. <laughs> 16, making the very most of the time. Whoa, do we need the time is short. Buying up each opportunity. Because the days are evil. And I don't, I've never seen such evil days in all my life. In all my life. Not especially with the government. Woo. Anyway, go ahead. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. How do you get the will of the Lord? By the word. God's word is God's will, and God's will is God's word. Okay. Go ahead. And do not be drunk with wine. Forget that stuff. For that is debauchery. Okay, now i got to go to my own. Um, no, no. No, I've got definitions in my Bible <laughs> written in the top. Ephesians. I'm sure I had debauchery. Oh, debauchery. Excessive indulgence in sensual pleasures. That's what debauchery means. Excessive de indulgence in sensual pleasures. But see, when you don't know the Lord real well, you want the sensual pleasures because it's taken the place of that. That's, that's what it is. You know, some people don't even know any better. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, sensual pleasures, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. <laughs> See, he lives in you. They walked with Jesus, and he was on the outside, but he's with us all the time. You can go commit adultery. You can go commit fornication, and he's right there. <laughs> Even <laughs> you can do drugs, he's right there. He's in you. If once you're born again, he's in you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Here's what I was trying to get. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns 
and spiritual songs. That's what you were doing. We were doing. Lacey, you were, you were trying to start it, and I like that. Yeah. Um, offering praise with voices and instruments. Sometimes I've, there's that, um, the one, that trumpet player, he's getting really older now. Yeah, and he actually, Phil Driscoll, Phil Driscoll yeah. And um, he w his trumpet would prophesy. <laughs> and, but there's a lot of them. So would Joe Siegel's saxophone. He did that too. And he's been here. And he played for Rama all the time. We, you don't understand the, the, the high-class speakers we have. <laughs> we do. Okay, so offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all of your mind, all of your showing off, how good my voice is and how I can really hoo-hoo. No, with all your heart to the Lord. <laughs> That's where it lies. It lies in the heart. See, it, gi it gives you a time of refreshing. Last week, um, <laughs> well, you know what? I just go how that God puts me. I will get, we'll get the off tithes and offerings. But, um, Acts 3.19, and I think I had it last week or the week before. Acts 3.19. We are going to complete the book of Acts. And, yeah, and I, I'm here and I heard two different preachers say that it's not the Acts of the Apostles. It's the acts of the church. But who is the church? Every cotton-picking church on every corner? No. It's the people who are born again. <laughs> I'm going to say that, at least born again. But, but when they come against the spirit-filled, that's inhibiting. It's, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's, this, is, this book... We are going to finish the book of Acts. We're going to finish this book. But anyway, Acts 3.19, and I think we had it, like I said, I don't know, 3.19. It says, so repent, out of the Amplified, so repent. Change your mind and purpose. Turn around, actually it says to return to God. And, you know, sometimes we can go up in there and done it. <laughs> so it says that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean, that times of refreshing. And that word in the Greek means revival. Times of revival, of recovery recovering from the effects of heat, the effects of all the stuff, the pressure of all the darkness that's coming in and trying to come against us from, from all the areas of the government and everywhere, trying to take away the, the... Actually, what they want to do is destroy the church. The effects... And believe you me... Sometimes, okay, do you know somebody was taken totally off of uh, Facebook because they had a sermon on the bad effects of Halloween? Somebody, 
And that's not right. They said, we don't agree with your... <laughs> Somebody was helping a lot of people. I can't remember his name now. But, um, but I'll tell you what, if you don't think there's witchcraft around here, there is. <laughs> we had someone who is now at Bible school who literally, they drugged her and made her marry a warlock in this town. And she was trying to get rid of of that whole thing she thought she was doomed because they take the marriage certificate and bury it. I know it. And okay, but what happened? I said, no, that can't be there. God's going to do something. And he did. And But the courthouse literally had a video of it, and they said, we wondered why everybody was dressed in black and they were dragging you. <laughs> the courthouse down here. They, they got it out of the files and showed her. And she said, no, that's not impossible to get it to break that off there is there is there's stuff like that going on so you need to be aware of, of don't don't get involved in any of that stuff anyway did i finish reading okay for a recovery from the effects of heat of all the pressure that, that brings pressure in this town. It brings darkness. That's why we're here. And reviving with fresh air that may come from the presence of the Lord. It's the presence of the Lord who just defeats that stuff in two seconds. And last week, I, I know for sure, Hebrews 12, 26 through 29. I was going to say, maybe you, I don't know, if he's a policeman. <laughs> so, you know, that you could run into things like that. At the lakes. So, yep. And then, hey, I'll just tell you this. And I, okay. I had a daughter who got in drugs was this way back in 19. She's already 57 years old. 58? 58, but when she was a teenager, mm -hmm. because she went to the stuff, and uh, she actually encountered a seance yeah. oh, wow. in this town, way back there, because she told me about it, mm-hmm, and Margaret's saying, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, and then we had, when we had that school, with, had the school with Sherry, there was uh, a girl who told us you'd be surprised how many, um, I don't know what she called it. Yeah. Like we live out in old Highway 8 out in the country. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Ron and Sherry lived out in the country and they yeah. encountered like a pig that was totally, exactly, precisely, though. Parts were cut out, but, but with precision. Perfect cuts and stuff. I mean, it's gross. I know I'm telling you this kind of stuff. It's round here. Don't be naive. Don't be naive about stuff. This is where we have come in, and that's why we got to quit being a baby in ourselves and say, I take authority in the name of Jesus over this. One of you could do that for the whole town. 
I plead the blood of Jesus and I command you to get out of this town, devil. Darkness flee and light be. And we're going to pray on Wednesday night. But this is where we need, and when you're spirit-filled, you know your authority in Christ and you're more enthusiastic. You know what I mean? That, that's what it was to, to have power, authoritative power over the devil. And don't get involved in it. It's all over the place. You probably have seen it, Daniel. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I could tell by looking at him. I mean, what he was, he was going. <laughs> don't be naive about this. But you don't get involved in it. She had to rebuke all that stuff, and she did, you know, way back. Went to Ramah eventually, yeah. <laughs> but um, what did I have? Hebrews 12? Yeah, 26. 26, Hebrews 12. Okay, 26. Amplified. Then at Mount Sinai, the Lord's voice shook the earth. But now he has given us a promise. It shook the earth and the Israelites didn't even want to. They said, oh, I don't want to go near that mountain. That's okay, Lord. You just talk to the Lord. You, pastor, you talk to the Lord about it. No, you need to go. That's the same thing. You say, don't always depend on that. You grow in the Lord. His voice shook the earth, but now he has given you a promise once more. I will shake and make tremble not only the earth, but the starry heavens. There's been a lot of uh, uh, hurricanes, a lot of uh, uh, tsunami. Um, what am I talking about? Um, Tornadoes. Uh, what? Earthquakes. Earthquakes. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah. Yep. Oh, um, mountains blowing up. <laughs> and the starry heavens. And now this expression once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. Shaken in the church, shaken in churches, shaken in families, shaken in us, individually. God's been dealing with me even of little tweaks. That's what I'm talking about, little tweaks that I need to, to you know. That is, of that which has been created, everything can be shaken that's created. In order that what cannot be shaken, it's going to remain, and it will continue. Let us, therefore, receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe, awe of our God. Worship is actually the number one thing that you can do. Even when your mind is, there's, there's like stuff coming against your mind, worship. It'll wash it. It's better than then even because uh, uh, when you, okay, mind battles. When you pray in tongues, it's coming from your spirit. Yes, and when you, but the thing is, you have to answer what comes to your mind and tell, wait a minute, these are not my thoughts. They're thoughts from the devil. Did you know our thoughts are not our own thoughts? 
Anyway, so uh, for our God is a consuming fire. And I'm going to read verse 13. One, let love for your fellow believers continue and be a fixed practice with, with you. Never let that fail. Be in forgiveness. Be, ooh, it's just, and he's watching Christians. And you don't have to put this up, but 1 Thessalonians 5.16 actually says, rejoice evermore. <laughs> Pray without ceasing. Or maybe you could put it up just out of the King James because, and then go down the line. First, it's rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing uh, the law. Okay, got it? 1 Thessalonians 5.16. And keep going down then. King James. Uh, that, no, it's King James this time. See, that's why I don't like be happy. <laughs> sometimes the Amplified doesn't say it right. Rejoice evermore. <laughs> and remember I said the other day, rejoice. That means you lost your juice. <laughs> you lost your joy. You lost your juicy joy, and you need to rejoice. <laughs> rejoice how often? Even when the circuit, somebody says, well, you're going to lose your house. Rejoice evermore, and you'll get it back. <laughs> okay, keep going. Pray without ceasing. You know how you do that? You don't have to be going all the time or whatever. You, your, your heart's talking to God. In the grocery store, you know, and just, God, thank you. I, the shelves are still full. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate you that I can live in a place where I can still get enough food because other people can't keep going. But that's how you pray. In everything, give thanks. Not, I mean, not if you have to have your leg cut off. <laughs> but, but for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you, in everything good, give thanks. Because if you don't, because who had made you get your leg cut off? The devil. And I don't want to thank him for nothing. <laughs> but God will make it good. He, he, he would still, you know what I mean? He would help. Okay. For this is the will of God. In everything, give thanks. Okay, go ahead. Quench not the Holy Spirit. You know, people have to read the Bible. <laughs> it's so clear in there about the Holy Spirit. Don't quench him. That's a command. I could give you so much proof. Uh, let's see. Go, what's the next one? Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prophesy, prophesying, it's huge. I mean, some, you know, some of you get a, a word, write it down. I got a bunch of them in here, Mary, that you did way back, and Tony gets them. And despise not prophesying, but somebody may prophesy. That's one of the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, go ahead. That might be it. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Go ahead. Abstain from the appearance of evil. 
Maybe you're not married and somebody's, somebody's car is at your house at 3 o'clock in the morning and all. Oh, I thought that person was a good Christian. <laughs> that doesn't look good. It's the appearance of evil. Sometimes we're, uh, it's the appearance of evil. That's, that's all. Okay, so, but what, what the deal is, you've got to stir it up. And this is how you give thanks and everything. Read that all the time. But um, uh, 2 Timothy 1 6. I didn't even think I was going to do this. <laughs> so remember that it's given to the church. Wake up, thou that sleepest, rise from the dead. Rise from the dead. So there are dead people in church. And Christ will give you light. Stir yourself up. Okay, so Timothy had a background. A grandma and a, a rather, yeah, grandmother and then mother, blah, 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 blah. And um, so... And it says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God in you, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. You got to stir things up, even when you're down and out, because I've been there, done it. You've got to say, I rejoice in you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You feel like crying. You feel like getting mad. You feel like doing just the opposite. Now, I'm going to say this thing about Halloween. A lot of people are ignorant of that stuff. When I taught school, I just gently said, because it was from a different denomination, Baptist, and aren't a lot of people that weren't spirit-filled. And I just said, you know, did you know that, it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they went, oh, no, I didn't know. They, actually, they listened to me. <laughs> they said, that was one of my favorite holidays. <laughs> To, to and people don't know any better and it's just done in love and they quit <laughs> she says well I'll do it for the Lord <laughs> but that you know that was good but I think how gutsy I was <laughs> but see that's that, that boldness that comes from the Holy Ghost you think what did I say what did I do <laughs> it makes you bolder you even go oh. You wouldn't even know that's you talking, almost like right now. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, uh, go on. For God did, you know, the next verse, you all should, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God did not, did not, did not, did not give me a spirit of fear, but power that comes from the Holy Ghost, love that's real, love that corrects people. If you love somebody, you correct them. You correct your children. You tell them, or even a baby, you wouldn't let it run across the road in a traffic light. But but you get older, and you get corrected, you get mad. <laughs> nope, don't do that. But a power of love and a sound, disciplined mind, a disciplined mind that notices when the devil's talking. Ugh, I've been there, done that. Okay, but you have to stir this stuff up. 
and I, and I heard somebody say it's like chocolate milk. Yeah. Uh, in my day, you'd have to get that Hershey stuff, that liquid stuff, and you get milk, and then you put it in there, but it looked like nothing was there, <laughs> right? It didn't look like chocolate milk until you took something and went, or a whisk and went, <laughs> stirred it up. You see, it's sitting there a lot of times, <laughs> and you've got to stir it up. It also uh, would be just like making uh, real tapioca, not the, the fast kind, <laughs> but tapioca, and you have to keep stirring it or it burns on the bottom. And that's how we are, burnt on the bottom sometimes, stuck to the bottom of the pan. And you've got to start to stir yourself up. It is because of the times that we're in. It's the times we're in. Uh, That's it, yeah. You need each other. Uh, Ephesians 6.10 in the Amplified. Now, I use this verse all the time. Would you put it up there, Alicia? Ephesians 6.10 out of the Amplified this time. Because, but I, I say this over and over and over and over, especially when I'm feeling bad. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. See, he is the, okay, come on. Let's, let's at least have the honor to wake up and listen. Amen. You can stay out late at night, but see, and, or stay up late and just watch TV. This is important. Okay, where was I? See what I mean? That 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 it'll cut you. It'll cut you out. Okay, Ephesians six ten. St- I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. The Almighty God. He is all. That's take might means His might. All of His might. All of it, there is no end to that. He is powerful more than anything else. Now, in this, in conclusion, though, it says, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Be one. You should be married to him, even if you're a man. (laughs) You're married to him. Draw your strength from him. That strength, which is boundless, it's boundless, it's infinite, it's non-stopping, might provides. You draw on that. It's huge. You You don't, and a lot of times we'll run to the world or we'll run to other people when something goes wrong. Try it. It works. It works. Don't depend um, like on the worship team in the middle of the night. (laughs) Get into your own worship. (laughs) You can stir it up when you're waking up from a dream that was bad or, or something. See, because the things of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, they're gonna lie dormant unless you stir them up. Or it'll be like the milk with the chocolate syrup and you never, it'll be a glob. (laughs) 
And sometimes we've just got to dip down in our spirit for answers. See, you think that we, please, the world system isn't near as important. You're going to be sorry. I'm not kidding you. And if I'm almost 83 years old, I know, I mean, you live and you understand stuff. You start to understand what, you, what you've seen way back there and, and the way it was and the way it wasn't and, and what to do and what not to do. And you've been through maybe not doing the right thing and then got out of it. And you thank God for it. it it's, it's just so important. So, you know, I, I remember listening to a, to a CD by Nancy Dufresne. She said, dip down. When you don't know what to do, dip down in there. Stir it up and you'll get, you don't go by your feelings. But she said, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will bubble up. <laughs> He'll bubble up. And that's the new wine. Drink, you know, not wine, but drink of the Holy Ghost. Well, a little bit, you know what? Why are those stores called spirits for sale? <laughs> I was like, there was one down at the homeless shelter, and I go, yeah, I mean, it was just like spirits. Uh, I don't know how they've been, but I'm going, yeah, uh-huh. See, that's, that's a substitute. And you can get over it if you stir yourself up enough. Anybody can. See, Laugh when you don't feel like laughing. Rejoice every morning. Again, I say rejoice. <laughs> it, because that praise, that the Holy Spirit will start to activate. It, he's inside all of us. <laughs> but you have to be born again and spirit-filled. And you have to use your tongue language to stir that up. See, sometimes young people or somebody else can stir up trouble because they're not spirit-filled. Come or come from spirit-filled homes. So, um, in in Ephesians five, the psalm sings with spiritual songs. And drinking the new wine, there is no such thing as excessive. <laughs> and, you know, those, those drunks, that's what I want. I want a drunk in here sometimes. <laughs> because you will not have a hangover. Well, Pastor, have you had a hangover? I was in the world for 40 years. I sure have. <laughs> yeah. I, and one time, see, my first husband died, and then my brother's-in-law, well, let's go out for a steak dinner, all of us, uh, relatives or something, and we go there, and they said, well, here, have this mixed drink. You know what? But they kept buying it for me, and it had liquor. I don't know what it was. Who cares what it was? <laughs> and I, oh, my gosh, that was the next day. It was, oh, yuck. <laughs> They were doing that on purpose, though, uh -huh. my brothers. Uh -huh. And it was, but that's just the way they were. Uh -huh. it's their life. Not, yeah. Uh, that doesn't help you at all. 
Now, I'm just being honest with you. See, when you, you've been there, you've been there. Some of you maybe haven't. That's great. Don't ever go there. <laughs> um, see, don't wait for the Holy Ghost to stir you up. Don't wait for something else to stir you up. You, you can stir, just like when stuff happens, when this is weird, they're all laughing, and they're all doing this. And you know what? What I found out, because we've been at Kenneth Hagin's when the whole place, 14,000 people, were cuckoo. <laughs> this was back in the 80s. And that was the charismatic movement. Well, we're out of that, though. And you saw how it waned down now. And then they got user-friendly churches, Churches that weren't very, oh, the sermons are too long at this church. Trying to get in you as much as we can. The time is short. And don't miss the praise and worship either because that's what gives you revelation knowledge when you come, come here. Um, you, what was I talking about? <laughs> Yeah, oh, we'd be there, and I thought, I've never seen anything like this before, but how do I, I don't, I, how do I get in it? How do I get in? Well, pretty soon I learned you've got to start in the flesh and do it. You just have to go, ha, 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 or start dancing or something. <laughs> you have to get into it, and God will take over. And, uh, See, you don't wait for the Holy Ghost. This, you know, and this is for your private devotional life also. Private edification, that's where to do it. You have to learn, though, to dip down. We're not talking, no, never mind. No. <laughs> okay, record some songs so, so you can get in the spirit. See, you don't have to carry a tune. All of the, the Holy Spirit is the doorway to the gifts of the Spirit. And you follow instructions in the Bible. Otherwise, you won't see the signs and wonders and miracles. You won't see them. I want to see them. Don't you? I want to be with them. Because <laughs> you've got to move out in the Spirit yourself to tap into it. You know what? The gifts of the Spirit will prevail or they will be lost. And that's what, that's what he said. Um, I have here 1 Corinthians 2, 3 through 5. Let's go there. I'm not sure until I go there again. Second Corinthians. No, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. <laughs> oh, sure, I've even prayed this over. Actually, that whole 1 Corinthians 2 is about, kind of about the Holy Spirit. Uh, 3, verse 3. I like the King James a little better because maybe, and this is Paul talking, he came to the Corinthians 
And he says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling because he had heard all the stuff that they were saying about him. Ah, oh, look at him. He's short, man. He's just weak. You know, but God used him. Right? God uses foolish things to confound the wise people. You can have intellectual spirit and be one of the best preachers in the world, but it might be coming from the head and not the heart. And Paul said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it was in demonstration of the spirit and of power. This is the King James. that your faith would not stand in the wisdom and intellectualism and of all the degrees behind your name of doctorate in theology. But I mean, there's good people out there with doctorates. I don't, I don't mean that. But you can, just because you have one or ten of them doesn't mean that you're even born again. But but there are a lot of them that do have it and are born again and spirit-filled and are great preachers. But, but your faith would not stand in the wisdom of man's wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Um, let's see, what was the... Well... That was enough, three through five, actually. Um, but see, that's something also you have to hear. Your speech is not in enticing words. Some people could speak a lot better. I have to get my notes. I, I'm not that good of a speaker. But God will use. It says in another place that God, I never could. And sometimes I would try to, I want to express things and, I don't know. Other people know how to do it really well. <laughs> I don't even know how to tell people. It's in here. <laughs> There's stuff you know, but you can't get it out. So somebody, you know, and that's when you got to pray in the spirit. I've got to work for what I've got to pull in there. But see, God will use foolish people to confound the wise. <laughs> so, uh, and that's, yeah, all of this has to do with plans, purposes, and pursuits. The, that, and he wrote that book, right? Yeah, he had a visitation from God. He talked to him, period, saw him. Yeah. Kenneth Hagin saw him many, many times. He appeared to him. And it was because there was nobody else who knew what, and the Lord taught him, but his heart was like Abraham's. Yeah. It was right, and he received it and taught it. See, and after that, we have to get it on our own or else study those who have no more. But you are responsible to stay full. You've got to be hungry and use instruction of the word of God to go through, through another door or to a higher door. You can't just stay down here and be a baby Christian. We want to go higher. We want to go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. So you have inspired utterances. 
See, and you have to take, many times we're wasting time. I have on the phone. <laughs> yep, a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, all that stuff. Oh, I'm guilty too, don't <laughs> but But I'm going, all that time we could have, I could have been in the Word. And many, I've had to repent because we're the Internet and Facebook. Uh, we're, okay, the Word, okay, there was that charismatic movement when we came in, and I loved it because all this stuff is going to come back. But then there was, before that, was a healing movement. Catherine Kuhlman and Oral Roberts, all those people. And, and um, then there was the Word teaching. Pure word. We're still teaching the word because people don't know the word. That, and now, but it's the word and the spirit. But this revival will encompass all the revivals of all times. It's not going to be separate. It's going to be all of that. The word, the spirit, the healing, the healing will be easy. All those things, all of them. And you're going to be part of it because you can't rely on fivefold ministry to do all that. that. God's going to use people all over the place. And so this is the time to get it and to get into it. Yeah, and it, and it involves being rich too because we are the ones who are going to pay for this stuff. We need to get all the finances in and I tell you what, it is, I, you know, I was just talking to Jesse, because, but, he, but the thing about it is, and I didn't know why, because everything in here is paid for. And even our air conditioner, I mean, they asked all of a sudden, Charles, the air conditioner man, says, okay, I need $61,700. Okay. okay. You know what? I gave it to him. I, I was able to give it to him within three weeks. <laughs> it happened every single time. And I, you know why? It's because we give. And even when our speakers come, we give to them because we know that they use it. We give to Kenneth Copeland. We give here. We give. can't even remember everybody. We give to Ike Akabogo, all, all kinds of them. Keith Moore. Uh, yeah, Dr. J all of them. Okay. And, and then the prophecies came that because of the giving that you would be taken care of. We still need another 15000 by the time he's done putting in a new 40-ton air conditioner and coils. <laughs> That's for the labor and other parts. But, uh, but so we still need that. I mean, we will. I don't know. I, we'll have it. I'm not even... But that, that's it. We have, you've got to have the money to do things. And you want to go to a higher level and not be the poor of the earth. No. We were not. God, God, that's, well, your God doesn't really care about you. No, it's the world system. But you've got to get out of the world system. God's system is you plant the seed and it comes up. <laughs> and it comes up. <laughs> what was that guy? $1,000 and got $66 million back? 
No, how much? No, I, I'm wrong. 1.2 million on, he planted six, what? A thousand dollars paid back one point because of where he planted it, where he put it, what he did. Okay, now, I'm, I was supposed to take tithes and offerings. I'm going to do that. But you can't, you can't just always exactly give the tithe of $50.26. If you do that, though, you're not planting seed. God asks you to give 10% and to believe for it. Believe that. But it's the seed after that. And it doesn't even have to be that much. I'm telling you. Remember that day I said the difference between offerings, tithing? I almost gave that again today, but I will again sometime. And um, um, first fruits. And some people had that a little bit mixed up. And um, they had alms. And see, sometimes people take the tithe and give it for alms. You're, you're robbing me. No, just give to the give alms, but you get you get back exactly the same amount that you put in. So see, you're not, but you need to get plant seed. If you want a new, you need a new car. You need a job. You need you need what something for your household. You need whatever new refrigerator. You need to plant seed for it, and that's above the. Okay, then that's going to be for the tithes and offerings later. <laughs> because I'm just going to say, let's take the tithes and offerings. No, what I'm saying is, I'm not going to give a big teaching about it again. But I will in the coming days. But, um, uh, okay, so stay full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know what, John the Baptist started all this. <laughs> Preaching repentance, and the kingdom of heaven. And uh, Jesus continued it. And in the book of Acts, we are to continue what they did. What did I write in here? And it was from Keith Moore was talking about it. Hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I write down stuff in my Bible on the top where there's room. Don't be afraid to work. <laughs> See, it looks like that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, See, the supernatural church started in Acts. And um, it should be that way now, the supernatural church. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that sometime, though. But we are to continue it, that book of Acts. That was just to show you what the church is supposed to be like. Oh, no, that stuff's all passed away. No, it hasn't. Nope. Heaven and earth, yeah, will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word never changes, forever settled in heaven. Once he said it, it is, it's done. Okay, 
So see, keep pressing forward. What, if you ask Kenneth Hagin, what should we be doing? The only thing he ever said was, just raise up good local churches that preach the word and the spirit. That's all he'd ever say. And he never changed. He never changed. See, people not full in the service sometimes say nothing. That's another thing. You can't just sit there and say nothing. Make yourself start to say something. During, you know what? But see, once, but once they get out in the foyer, they're probably the most talkative people. <laughs> you learn to prime your pump for God. Learn to do that. See, uh, in, in Colossians 3.15 through 19 also, let's go there. Let's see what Oh, okay. <laughs> 3, 15 through 19. You guys all started it <laughs> by your depth of your worship. <laughs> Colossians 3.15. Wait a minute. 15 through, what did I have there? Did I say 15 through 19? Yeah. 17. Okay. So, uh, let's go in the Amplified this time. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> I'm always changing on her. <laughs> no, she's not poor. She's rich. <laughs> and let the peace I'll just, soul harmony. What you're thinking, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions, and what you're thinking is in harmony with your spirit. That, that's what it means. Which comes from Christ. Rule. And act as umpire continually in your hearts. The umpire, he makes decisions, right? Deciding and settling with finality. All questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state. Do you know when, when you start to get questions in your mind, you're in the mental realm. You're not in the spirit realm. You're getting double-minded. That's right. In, but be in a peace. If it's in your mind, have the peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body, you are also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Same thing as in Thessalonians. Let the word spoken by Christ the Messiah have its home in your heart. This is the word of God, and the word of God tells us what to do. But you never read it. You don't know this. These aren't just words. But you'll read a magazine and take everything that's in it about health and about diets and about exercise and, and how to do this and how to do that. This is what will help you the most. Let the word spoken by Christ the Messiah have its home 
in your hearts. And then when it's in your heart, it'll go to your mind and dwell in you, live in you in all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in spiritual things. And as you sing psalms and hymns, there it is again, repeat it, and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. And whatever you do, next verse, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I like to sleep with that girl. Come on. Come on. That ain't doing it. As you do it in the name of Jesus, see what happens. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying some things. <laughs> and in dependence upon his person. <laughs> Giving praise to God the Father through him. Everything you do, no matter what it is, do it in word or deed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Am I doing this in the name of the Lord Jesus? And is this what God wants me to do? See, the word means logos. And once you get, that means you're just reading the word. And it's in your mind. But once... You, you keep doing that if you draw it out by the anointing of the Holy Spirit yes, yes. from your spirit by worship, by, by stirring yourself up. It becomes rhema. And a rhema word, the rubber beats the road and you apply the word. Whoop, what does the word say? Am I going to act in the flesh just like the world does? Am I going to get mad at that person and punch him out or slap him or tell him off? Or swear at him? No, no, no. no, that's the world system. All of a sudden, it'll say, no, don't do that. Now, Ephesians, if you, if you notice it, it was to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But in Colossians... It's to the Lord. Okay, so, you know, prophecy is, now this is another thing. Prophecy is to edify, to exhort you, and to comfort you. And when somebody, I can remember this baby Christian and this girl, uh, actually was over at Trinity, we were going, that was when we weren't quite out of the other denomination we were in, and and somebody took us there at night, and, and we took her along, and she, she stood up and prophesied. I was like, oh, my gosh. And but see, it was negative. And the pastor was keen. That was Pastor Murdoch. And he said, he said, well, that, did that edify you? <laughs> did that exhort you? Did that comfort you? Wah! <laughs> Oops. And sometimes it was a downer, yeah, and it, it, that would come from your mind. However, when prophets prophesy, that's different. See, there's different, this is, this is different. So that's something we've got to all get straight. We'll get into that some other time. But um, 
And Colossians can be for the corporate service, too. See, with people are around. But if you do it in private, like in Ephesians, for yourself, you'll have something in a church. You see what I mean? I remember our wash machine used to be downstairs, and Jesse and Ron, they put put it upstairs because I was getting older. <laughs> our house had been in the house over 50 years. Anyway, and, but but uh, i go down there, and nobody was home anyway, and I would just go, oh, I praise you, Lord. I would start doing it. Thank you that you can help me with the laundry. I'd make up. <laughs> I don't know if it was exactly a song, but I was practicing, and I remember doing it <laughs> because I heard somebody say, Kenneth Hagin say this long time ago. But see, it's, it was a movement that started to be lost. And we're not going to let it be lost because we want Jesus to come back. And sometimes you got to tap into it by faith. You just got to do it. And that's what I didn't know when we were at the camp meetings, but then I learned. You step into it and you just do something. You start dancing. You start <laughs> laughing, ha, 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 and it gets on you. See, see, uh, the worship team is, is an example because they yield to the Spirit. And this is the will of God personally and corporately. Personally when you're alone and corporately. You fill yourself and it, it's like edification to you. Utterances come and the, in the, in the vocal gifts See, I pray every Sunday morning the divine and Wednesday, divine utterances would come, that the angels would bring divine utterances from heaven or divine messages that he wants. To be honest with you, these aren't even, these aren't the notes I was going to use. See, the Lord called them edification gifts, the utterance gifts, prophecy, uh, tongues, and interpretation, those three. But there's nine of them, see? Um, and that, that edifies you like a tall building, and you'll stay out of your head. Because 95% of the things you get from God, you have to initiate, and you have to want to. You start it, and you will get the answer. And it lingers with you. But you see, sometimes I used to wonder, why, why isn't it hitting me? It's hitting them. Because I'm not stirring it up. I'm not doing nothing. It's just like response. The more response, the more revelation knowledge you get. You have to respond. One of the most responding churches I've ever heard of is the one in Iowa. Woo! Amen, pastor. Amen. See, when you amen it, you get it. You're getting it. It's important to if you're never, this is because you think, well, I've found this dull. That's because you're not responding. You've got to respond to it. See, and dip down in the spirit. There's a will of God or a glory we will never enter into unless we do this. If you never respond, you never participate, you never say anything. You know, sometimes we'll have people repeat things and their mouths are shut. You don't get it that way. 
Get over it. Nobody's looking at you. <laughs> See, dip down in your spirit with scripture and quote it out loud. And like at home, and then, then pray in tongues, and then get psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You know, you know what? You don't even need as much sleep. <laughs> you know? And if you don't do it in private, you're never going to do it in public. The mind of God is in the spirit. And then the mind of God is in the spirit. And then it enlightens your mind and it comes and you are drawing out of your spirit. Stop being shy. Don't be shy with God. When I was at Creighton University, and I, I mean, I graduated from Creighton with a degree, but I took speech class the first year. <laughs> I had to. They forced you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was so scared because I was so shy, and I felt so inferior. They'd say, where are you from? And I'd say, Dodge. And they'd say, Dodge City, Kansas? <laughs> and I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't answer them because I was embarrassed because I came from a town of five to 600 people. <laughs> Heck, Nancy Dufresne came from a town of 300. <laughs> she said there were more dogs in town than there were people. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she always said that. 300 people. Look at her. She's worldwide famous now. <laughs> That's my pastor. <laughs> See, where was I <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I took, I, okay, so I prepared this thing, memorized it. I went, I got up there, and there was a step, and I didn't notice it, and I fell down the step. And I went there and went, oh, 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 I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> and the teacher said, just go ahead and sit down. <laughs> and then he, he wrote to me, he said, you are your own worst enemy <laughs> and now look the difference <laughs> but that's the Holy Ghost <laughs> God uses foolish things to confound the wise see you can get your answer in a service too without counseling see thank God for his divine instruction you develop faith and you let it out <laughs> You know what? For out of your belly flow rivers of living water. And I could be talking, you could get answers for your finances by talking about something totally different, by talking about healing. But God will show you who needs prayer or ministry. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, and he will not move unless we are interested. He will not move unless you're interested. Demons push. The Holy Spirit needs an invitation. See, all the manifestations are of the Spirit are for the profit of all. And I'm almost done. You become Holy Spirit, but you practice it at home. And if God shows you something bad, it's so he can help them through you and you don't repeat it. You know, stay full. Stay, that's what I'm talking about. Stay full. You come here and you're not full. You're not going to get near as much out of it. You need to prepare. That's why we even had the prayer meeting. Because I can remember way back. And uh, 
that that we started out at Word Outreach in Omaha, and he this guy who was an intercessor for Kenneth Copeland, he had been, and he would have prayer meetings before church. We'd have to get there at 7.30. 7.30, and we always on time, too. And we had to come from Fremont. Yep. And I would actually even get in the Word before that, just a little bit, at least. 7.30. And we'd go there, and then I noticed the times that I skipped that I didn't get near as much out of the service. I wasn't as excited and wound up. and <laughs> Yeah, and all we did was sing and pray. <laughs> Same thing we're doing now. I've never left that go. So, the <laughs> see, if God shows you, or I show that, okay. So thank God for the move of the Spirit and practice at home and stay full, and you're going to be edified. You're going to be refreshed <laughs> for every day. Uh, see, if something gets in me, I might need to be flushed out by the Holy Spirit. And remember his names. Advocate, he's your lawyer. He'll go, there. there is a courtroom up in heaven. <laughs> Except the devil doesn't go there, but the devil will say, see, <laughs> look what they're doing. Look what you're doing. And he says, no, they're a child of God, and there's the blood on the mercy seat. And it's alive. The blood is alive on the mercy seat. And God the Father says, they're one of my children. Go, angels, give them their answer. Uh, to, he's a comforter. And so go to him instead of, you know, being up, upset. And, and he's your counselor. That's one of his names. He's your helper. He will help you by counseling you, by comforting you, by praying. He's your intercessor. He'll pray for you. And you know what? He'll never leave you. He'll stand by you. <laughs> so you're laying in bed with some, somebody else. <laughs> He'll just stand by and say, well, they're my child. I'm standing by them. <laughs> I'm just giving you. I'm being blunt. But that's the truth. He's still standing there. And he's trying to strengthen you to overcome. You know, and quit, quit being self-centered. It's, well, it's about me. I'm not satisfied with this. And I'm not satisfied with my wife. Or I'm not satisfied with my husband. Just... Get out of it and start catering. You can pull. You can. You can pull yourself out of stuff. You know why? I know because I've been there and done it. <laughs> and you stay in there. You stay in there. You're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You don't give up ever, ever, ever. Okay. So where do I go from? <laughs> All right, I know what else I'm supposed to do. Okay, we're going to take the tithes and offerings right now. So if you guys want to <laughs> wanna, um, pass out the envelope. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to read something to you, and then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Yes. Uh huh. That's good. That's it. the Holy Ghost right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? I have this feeling I'm supposed to tell you to come down here and start lift. Just touch people. Touch them. Come on down here and touch them. You. You guys. Just come down here and start touching people. Touching them, touching them. If you could get up. <laughs> come on, come on, do it. I'm supposed to tell you to do that. I know I am. <laughs> Wake up, Corbin. Oh, he's not me. Okay, okay, no, with the rest of them. <laughs> this is a part of receiving 100%. That's what this is, and opening your heart. is because you've opened your heart. That's the reason why. If you received 100%, you didn't receive 30, you didn't receive 60, you received 100%, and that's the reason why. We created an atmosphere for this to happen. So that's why it's so important. Don't be distracted by your cell phones. Don't be distracted by what somebody's wearing. Don't be distracted by somebody sleeping. You continue to listen to the pastor because God speaks through the pastor. And whatever you, whatever you're hearing from the pastor, just understand what she's saying, because that's what the Holy Spirit is trying to get across to you. And if you don't lose your focus, 
and you continue to focus on what she has to say because the shepherd is speaking through the shepherd who's the pastor, you're going to receive 100% is what you're going to receive. And what you're going to receive, you're going to receive more revelation knowledge than you've ever received before. But if you get distracted, what happens, the things that you think you know will be taken away. That's in the Word. That's Scripture. So just remain focused. Be hungry. Be on the edge of your seat with everything that's being said. Be more skillful. I know I'm trying to be more skillful. I want more. I'm so hungry. Man, whenever you see the Word and what's being said, oh my gosh, it tastes so good. Please just stay hungry. You stay hungry, you're going to receive 100%. You're going to receive everything that the Holy Spirit is trying to get across to you. But the enemy will try to use a distraction. Don't be distracted. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Just have your way, Lord. Have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Worship you, Jesus. You had to live a life with her like that. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Let the dancer dance. Dance. Get up. You've been sitting all this time. You can all get for your anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise you. You gotta get in it to get it. Remember? Okay, that's what you call getting drunk. <laughs> you can get really drunk. I've, I've seen people, yeah, like her. She sat there and... I'm not seeing you for 20 minutes and, and didn't move. And I was like... <laughs> this was a killer. I went... Yeah. What? Yes. No, he couldn't move. He was, t I've seen, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness, the joy of the Lord. See, that's the joy of the Lord, and it's a refreshing, and it's a revival inside. In fact, we didn't even touch it hardly compared to what I've seen. I've seen people rolling. On the, that rolling stuff is true. Holy roller. <laughs> Mark Hankins. I was at a meeting with him once, and I wrote, this was a big auditorium, and I rolled across the stand, the whole thing. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who cares? Yeah. When you're drunk, you care? Right? Yeah, when you're drunk, you don't care. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care. You don't care. <laughs> Get him, get him, get him, get 
for starting it. <laughs> the only person is John. I didn't see him laugh. He feels too obligated to do everything. Get him, get him. <laughs> Go get him. Get your cousin. <laughs> it does sound good. <laughs> What are you doing out there in the hallway? <laughs> Tabitha. <laughs> that, that, that's Holy Ghost refreshing. The revival is going to be full of it. And signs, wonders, and miracles follow this. There will be no miracles without this kind of thing. There will be not. There will be not. Oh, that was a bad sense. <laughs> Sherry, she's been drunk for the last 40 years. <laughs> you, you could even be being healed right now. Hallelujah. Did we ever take the tithes and offerings? <laughs> no, I guess we didn't because that's. The devil has to let it go. The devil has to let Richard Roberts, he was handed the city of faith $8.5 million. He fell off the stool laughing. No. Billions, millions started coming in. See, the devil's holding. The devil won't let it go, but you laugh at him. Do you like to laugh at him? He likes to laugh and not laugh at him. That's what he thrives on. Do you laugh at him? It was 66 million. 66 million. <laughs> not 8.5. 16. 17 times he got a million dollars. 17 to Richard Roberts. Yeah. Amen. And his payroll, he said, was 600000 every Friday. Every Friday. Pay the teachers. Yeah. We were stuff. at the camp meetings, and they were actually picking them up on the interstate because they were drunk in the spirit. Yeah. I've seen beautiful ladies, very distinguished, with beautiful clothes on, and they were all on top of each other. And... <laughs> And Richard Roberts actually did say this too, that I remember him saying once, he said, he went out to the, he went out to the, this is a parking garage because it was in a big convention center. And he went out to, to go get his car. And he said, I saw four people.
just laying on the cement on top of each other and guess who it was? It was his dad and his mother and uh, Kenneth Hagen and Aretha Hagen. Uh, they were all on top of each other <laughs> and they were so drunk they couldn't move. <laughs> And he said, if you don't think it's real, it's real. <laughs> Some of you haven't heard this before, but we were in a small church over there. Oh, yeah. We got drunk in the spirit. And I'm driving the car. Wait, yeah, can you hear me? Well, okay, can they hear you? Okay, well, okay, so we, we did. We, it was during some kind of... I don't know. Well, let me, uh, doesn't make any difference to you. <laughs> but, um, okay, so <laughs> we got really drunk after church. I mean, it was like everybody was laughing and rolling. It used to happen all the time. And um, so we're, we're dismissed and we're going home. And so we're by Nye Avenue and that, because that was way down off there. And, 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 Ken was going to go through a red light there, going that way. And I said, how did I say? Stop, cut, stop, cut, turn. <laughs> and, and he did turn right, you know, because he could get away with a right turn. And, and then, you know, the cop went after us. And then he, you know, he says, can I see your license? He's standing there. And Ken had the window, you know, the window was shut. Yeah, and so... He opens the back window. He presses. And I was just, couldn't stop laughing. I told him this, this. I was just, oh my, I was going, <laughs> he opened the back window. And, and then, you know what? The cop, you know what he did? He started laughing. I told you this last week, but it went on him. Instead of being mad at us, he, he went on him and he says, oh, I, we all need a good laugh sometimes. He could have thought we were drunk. He never did nothing. He didn't say, well, you guys just go on. Oh, he didn't even give us a warning or nothing. It got on him and he was laughing when he walked away. Yeah, I told that last Wednesday or was that Sunday? Last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, and the village in, oh my gosh, they were, once we went out to eat, oh my, we were so drunk. And that trouble was they thought we were really drunk. Drunk. And I mean, we were going, okay. You were working as a, yeah, here you gave me pasta. <laughs> well, you ordered pasta. She gave me pasta, and it did, it, what was the green, what didn't have in it, what was it? What? What stuck the roof of my mouth, it was like rubber. It was like flour. Yeah, she said, and then we really started to laugh. Oh, my. But it started to move through Village Inn. That was when you could even smoke in there. That's how long ago. 
Yeah. It, it's catchy. It, it'll... Elsa, yes, she did. Amen. Well, listen, you got. You, let's let's take the ties and offerings. <laughs> okay, if we are. Wherever you go, church. Oh. They need to see laughter. They're hurting so bad right now. They don't know which way. Well, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, let it be real, though. The Holy Spirit laughter. Uh, you know what? There was something else I found in here. to go in and sing the uh, tithes and offering song that we have I think the chosen. Holy. Oh, listen, let me pray over these. I've got the whole money cometh to me in Jesus' name, the whole one, not just what we put up there. According to the word of God, we declare money cometh to the body of Christ and money cometh to us. For the sake of the gospel, we call all buildings constructed, finished, furnished, and paid in full in Jesus' name. We call living word debt-free. We call in all the necessary finances to completely pay for any kind of renovations, properties, equipment of this ministry and do everything that God has called us to do. We tell the untold, we reach the unreached and help believers to walk in faith and victory by the anointed teaching and preaching of the gospel. Father, we honor you by putting you first in our finances. That's huge. Giving you our best in tithes and offerings. I thank you that you supply all of our needs and grant the desires of our heart according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You said you would open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing till it overflows. I believe we receive abundance in every area of our life this year. Abundant anointing, abundant rejoicing, abundance in giving, abundance in income, abundance in assets. We receive that abundance in Jesus' name. We call our house and all of our properties paid for. And we believe we receive raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates, rebates and returns, discounts and dividends, Checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, lost money found, bills decreased and paid off, blessings and increase. And we thank you, Lord, for meeting all our financial needs that we have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God. And we decree and declare that money comes to us now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, you can receive it. That's the whole one. We just yep. Thomas, mm-hmm, yep, see with this, no, I suppose you're going to take, yeah, well, let me read this first, this is given, so you can sit down and listen to this, <laughs> sit down, oh. <laughs> Kenneth Hagen, prayer seminar, February 17th, 1975, but see, a lot of times prophecies are given 
and they it takes years for them to come to pass. The word, yeah, that's right. The word of the Lord came unto me further, saying, "Prophesy." Well, I'll wait till they all sit down. <clears throat> I need a drink anyway. Let's all go out to the restaurant. <laughs> okay. Oh, where's it going? <laughs> Holy water. <laughs> oh, well. Whoops. Forget <laughs> I might spill it. <laughs> Okay, let me. <laughs> oh my. Okay, let's keep this up. Oh, tomorrow night we're coming for a worship session. Period. You know what night it is. <laughs> yes, we're gonna worship the Lord and take communion and let the praises go all over this area. <laughs> okay, the word of the Lord came to me further, saying, "Prophesy thou unto this people and say thou unto them." Like a mighty army, like a mighty army, like the tramping of a mighty army, the forces of evil, though, are tramping down the road to Armageddon. Can't you see it? Can't you see it right now? Like a mighty army gathering force as it goes, joined on one hand by these people and on that hand, the other hand, by other people. The army of the enemy is marching on. Marching on, though they know not where. Marching on, for they march in spiritual darkness, and there is no light in the tenement of their dwelling. Even in their spirits, for their spirits lie in darkness, and they are under the control of the wicked one. Be not fearful of the tramping, tramping of the armies of the wicked. Be not fearful of the sound of war. Be not fearful of anything that the eye can see or the hand can feel or that which is brought to you to the ear gate of this evil world. But look into the word, into the perfect law of liberty. And know ye this, the word is perfect. It's the perfect justice, the perfect liberty. It is. And you know this, that the Lord has an army. Yea, he is preparing his own. No, the church will not grow weaker and weaker and weaker and lie down and expire, but she shall grow stronger and stronger and stronger for a fresh visitation of heaven is at hand. A new revelation of truth shall burst forth in all its glory unto those who are called by his name. And they shall realize that in their grasp, in their hand all the while was the mighty name that is above every name. And they say with that name upon their lips and with faith in their hearts, they will speak forth unto the enemy and say, Thus far, devil, you shall go and no further. And he shall desist in his maneuvers and stop in his operations. And we need to take authority. And the hand of the enemy shall be stayed. And the harvest that is to be reaped shall be reaped. This was 75, but it's coming to pass now. We're in it. For the harvest is plenteous and the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into his harvest. And so men, yea, if you please, 
some would call them a new breed, shall rise up and go forth. They shall not be afraid of the devil. They shall have no fear of men, but with boldness shall they speak and challenge the very strongholds of the devil. And there shall be a great shaking, but those who are settled in upon the rock of ages shall stand and shout above the storm and see above the darkness the might of God breaking on the horizon of time. And they shall be reflectors of that light that shall shine forth into the darkness. And see, you are light, and your light is going to get brighter and brighter unless you don't participate. And the blinded eyes of Satan's kin shall be opened by men. You see, people who are with Satan, we're going to open their eyes, though. And we want them to. That's why Jesus died. Men inspired of God, equipped by the Spirit, called by the Lord, set in the body of Christ to shine, to testify, to preach, to minister. And so like a giant that body shall arise and they'll shake off those things which would hinder and break asunder the bonds of tradition and religion that has kept them bound. And go forth with the pure revelation of truth that'll cause the lame to leap for joy. Ah, that was a demonstration. John. And the blind to see both spiritually and physically. And there shall sound throughout the land the cry and the hue of Hosanna to the Lord, hallelujah. Great is his name and greatly to be praised. And the last souls shall have been won. And the last spirit shall have been saved. And that body shall have been completed. And the cry shall come forth. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. And in the ages to come, eons upon eons, that body of believers shall show forth his glory and majesty forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> it's coming to pass now. 1975. Feb I got the exact date. February 17th. Yep. It's the new breed. And you are the new breed. If you want to be. <laughs> are you wannabes? <laughs> Well, these were my notes about the priceless value of this, and I never even looked at those. I had this. Uh, oh, that Randy. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Greer, he's from down south. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's a prophet, too. Okay, so what do you need to do? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You're going to talk? 